Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Lots to talk about. The Texas legislative session is not done. We still got a handful of days, four or five days left, and still some work to do. The Save Women Sports Bill is not headed to the governor's desk yet, even though it's cleared both chambers, a procedural step or two left. We expect that in a couple of days. But this is the time of year, too, where you got to watch what, what the other side, if you will, your opposition might be doing. Um, and, and so you never know. Uh, there's still activity at the Capitol, but a lot of the main votes have been taken. So we're going to cover that, some of that today, bringing up to date on what's happening at the legislative session. The last day of the Texas legislative session is Monday, May 29th. Yes, I'll be working on Memorial Day, and so will everybody at the Capitol, including our Texas House and Senate members. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And listen, we got a great guest today. If you're watching on Facebook, like this, share it. Let's get it into some groups. I'm going to go ahead and put this on my Facebook page right now so we can get a, a little bit more traffic. We're going to have a wonderful conversation today. As you, as you know, the show goes for about 25, 26 minutes. There, it's on my Facebook page. You follow me and do the same, all right? But we're going to have a very important conversation. You know, a lot of our work that we do at Texas Values is focused on what happens at the state level. But we're grateful that we've got some wonderful partners at the national level who focus on a lot of what's going on across the country, particularly at the congressional level. And if we ever need to weigh in, we can take their cues and their recommendations on what's going on in Congress. Uh, but so many of those national organizations play such an important role because so much of what we see happen across the country is relying on not only what the states do, but for us knowing throughout uh, the, the different individual states what's happening across the country. And one of those organizations that's been doing a long time and been doing it very well is Family Research Council. So I'm excited today that our guest is General Jerry Boykin. He serves as the Executive Vice President for Family Research Council. He's been in that role for quite a while, but you may know him because he has a distinguished military career. He's originally from the great state of North Carolina, but he's had over 36 years of military service. He was one of the original members of the U.S. Army's Delta Force and had been involved in some of the most important different issues and conflicts that have come up over the year in our U.S. military and how great it is now that he's on the front lines for faith, family, and freedom. General Boykin, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Jonathan, it's a great privilege to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Well, listen, I know this time of year, there can be a lot going on in Congress. We know they're taking a lot of votes. We know that things are happening across the country. A lot of state legislatures are meeting. Obviously, I just mentioned how Texas is and so on. And we connect a lot with our national partners like Family Research Council. But, you know, there's a, a lot of talk nationally about some of the issues we work on because of what's happening in the states. But you guys have a great vantage point because of the work you've been doing for so long and, and really having a national lens and awareness across the country. So I want to have some discussion about that, particularly religious freedom and a little bit about the military. But before we do that, for some of our guests, maybe some that have heard or met you before, maybe some that haven't, tell us a little bit about your military career and why you decided to get into this field of faith, family, and freedom with Family Research Council. Yeah, I graduated from uh, Virginia Tech in uh, December of 1970. I was in the Corps of Cadets and I was commissioned immediately into the military. And I uh, came in as an infantry officer and uh, my first overseas assignment was, uh, was Vietnam and, and Korea. I was traveling between both places. And then I uh, went through, when I came home, I went through the Delta Force Selection Course and uh, 
and that uh, really created a new environment for me. And uh, so I spent 13 years there. And then I ultimately, I went on to uh, command all of the Army's Green Berets when I uh, became a general officer. And I, uh, I actually served two years at the CIA uh, as a Brigadier General. And then I, uh, I commanded the Special Warfare Center, uh, which trains all of the Green Berets. And then ultimately my last four years, I was the Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence for uh, George W. Bush. Well, uh, and look, I, I, uh, I come across that name and that face quite a bit here in Texas, George W. Bush being uh, a Texan himself and former governor of the state of Texas. You've been in a lot of different positions, some you know, maybe not so public, others on the front lines, leading people on the front lines and some you know, really notable and, and important and extraordinary conflicts. You know, I don't like to necessarily compare some of our work to the military because I don't want to demean some of the work that folks like yourself and others have done and the sacrifices that their families go through and you know the real um, combat that they see, the bullets flying and the, the presence of knowing at any minute you could be right in the middle of something where, you're, where it's life and death. But there is a lot of our work that happens on the front lines of faith, family, and freedom where we see some similarities, if you will, on what it's like when you get involved in these issues and stand on the front line. Tell us what it's been for you to now be in this role. And I know it's been for, for several years. Um, and what motivated you to say, you know, I'm going to go from military service to now go into service of the Lord, but also public policy. You know, when I left the military and took a, an objective look at what was happening in our country, I saw our rights being eroded. I saw an all out attack on the traditional values of America. And, uh, and I decided I needed to be part of uh, standing up against this evil. And, uh, you know, uh, Psalms 19, uh, I think it's the 16th verse says, who will stand against this evil for me? Who will take a stand against these doers of iniquity? Well, that's talking to us. So I felt that it was my Christian duty and my patriotic duty to get in a position where I could be part of this battle. And, you know, you were, you were saying uh, that you're, you're, you're in a battle, your whole organization's in a battle and you're absolutely right. And we need to remember that uh, the only difference really between a spiritual battle and a physical battle is that you've got a commander in chief in the spiritual battle that'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's right. So that is uh, why I'm where I am now with the Family Research Council. And uh, Dr. Dobson and some other visionaries created this 40 years ago this year uh, to wow. do just this, to, to be in Washington, to battle the, uh, the, the Congress and, uh, and the people up in this uh, part of the country that want to destroy America Dobson saw that was coming and he wanted an organization here that could stand against it. And that's what we do. Just like. Uh, and I appreciate all the work you're doing. We're talking with General Jerry Boykin. He serves as executive vice president for Family Research Council, led by our good friend, Tony Perkins. General Boykin's been uh, a guest speaker, a keynote speaker for one of our events. We've interacted several times in the state of Texas. I know you're going to be here soon um, on, I believe, June 2nd or June 3rd. We'll talk about that event in just a minute in the Houston area 
But, you know, General Boykin, um, it, I, I had some conflicts, if you will, at the state capitol recently, some people that tried to attack me just for standing up for some of the values that uh, you and I share. I don't typically see that. I mean, you know, there's uh, law enforcement around, there's uh, Department of Public Safety, there's armed guards, if you will, around. And so I usually feel safe, but I think a lot of times the other side now, they're turning violent. Um, they're not afraid to strike you, whether it's with a weapon, um, whether it's a gun, whether it's a knife, their own hand, or just their words, wanting people to feel uh, inferior or intimidated. But I'm also concerned about what I see happening in the military. And, and I want to talk a little bit about that since that's you know such a big part of your background. Right. And because we need to continue to have those leaders being risen up for our current generation, but the next generation for the defense of our country, for these type of values. We see them so caught up in what, you know, sex change issues and appeasing the LGBT community. And, you know, one has to wonder, are we fit to protect our country? I mean, how do you feel about, you know, whether it's vaccine mandates or disrespect of people's faith, having to go up to the Supreme Court? Um, you know, how do you see what's going on in the military? And, uh, you know, what do you think we need to do about it? The anchor of America is the military. Now, why do I say that? Because no matter what society in general does, you still have a traditional set of values that are encapsulated in the uniform code of military justice, where at one time uh, sodomy was, was a court-martial offense. Adultery was a court-martial offense and things like that. And, and, and it's just in the recent past that uh, those things have been changed to meet the demands of the LGBT community. And I think that Americans need to realize that if you're going to change our society, which the Marxist movement in America is steadily doing, you have to change the military first. Therefore, there's a lot of pressure in our military today a lot of change that is being forced on our military today that has everything to do with the Marxist um, agenda, as well as the woke agenda, as well as the LGBT agenda. And, uh, and, and what that is doing is it's taking away from a focus on readiness, focus on, on being prepared to go out and meet our enemies, our adversaries on the battlefield and be victorious. And we're wasting our time with these other things that contribute nothing to, to readiness. Well, you know, and, and I think probably there was a while where people felt like, oh, this won't impact the military, right? They're always like, oh, I was I put something on social media about this yesterday. You know, remember that the argument from the LGBT groups was, hey, keep the government out of our bedroom, right? That's all we want. We're just asking, saying, keep the government out of our bedroom. But now they're in the military. I mean, it's everywhere, right? And so, but I think for a while people thought, well, we don't have to worry about the military, right? And it concerns me too, because I was, I've had several conversations with people recently. I have a son who's a junior in high school. So I'm around a lot of families who are thinking about what's their child going to do next, what career decision. And every now and then the military will come up. And I've had several parents say, I'm not sure that that's such a good place for my child to go because I'm concerned that the military's lost its way and they've gone away from military service. Service. And a lot of that is the respect for religious freedom. And I know that's been a big part of what you do and, and some of the work you do with pastors. But good Lord, when we've got, you know, the military, people in the military that are just fighting to uh, protect their religious freedom, 
um, you know, the First Amendment, which is what they're uh, for there to, to defend. Um, I think that's a, a big indication uh, of a lot of trouble currently in our military. No question about it. And look, I, I am not a lawyer, but, uh, you know, the First Amendment says Congress shall make no laws respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to petition their government for the redress of grievances. That is pretty simple to me. If you infringe on anybody's right to live out their faith, then that is not only is should it be absolutely and totally unlawful, uh, but it goes it, it goes against the fiber of our and, and the intent of our First Amendment, and that's what's happening in our military. They are young men, uh, are and women, are uh, are being uh, dressed down for uh, living their faith or doing simple things like having a Bible. Uh, in their equipment uh, for things like speaking the words uh, from the Bible or speaking about Jesus Christ. And, and what this is amounting uh, to is it's amounting to an awful lot of moms and dads across the country that are saying, if you have to check your faith at the door, I don't want you in the military. That's what they're saying to their children. But let me tell you, we still got some good soldiers out there that ultimately it is my hope that in this next election, that we'll get a commander in chief that really cares about our military. Well, and, look, uh, it, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And for many years, and I'm not trying to, you know, compare to other states, but there's no question that a lot of people that have decided to serve in the military have come out of the state of Texas. We have a very robust military community in different parts of the state, a lot of veterans, a lot of very patriotic people in our state who are proud when their child decides to go out and serve the military, right? You'll see the pictures of them in their um, in their living room. You'll see, you know, at church, well, there'll be a list of them. Here are the people yeah. in our community that are serving in the military. We're going to pray for them this week. And so I want to, I definitely want to see that continue. And it reminds me how important the states are going to be. And speaking of states, not only is Texas in the middle of its legislature, but the states are going to start, um, you know, coming in the conversation a little bit more as we turn towards the presidential election, because you're going to have these candidates going to different states, trying to make their case, particularly on the Republican side, right? You don't have an incumbent. So, you know, there might be a lot of people that feel like, they know who the front runner is. Maybe President Trump's the front runner or someone else. But it is technically an open race um, versus when you have an incumbent president on the Republican side. We saw Ron DeSantis announce his uh, candidacy last night. I didn't watch it. I heard some people saying there was some glitches. But nonetheless, I think he got a lot of attention. And I think that's sort of the turning point, right, as we get towards the end of May. Uh, their legislative session in Florida ended recently. You're going to see more people that are from the state or wherever they're from uh, start to pay more attention and get more involved in that. And I know that's something that's been important to Family Research Council, right? Being aware of who's going to, who are our next leaders or who's running for office, because we got to make sure we're vetting candidates well. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, and one of the things we do with our C4 or 501C4, which is political action, is we uh, we do a deep dive on uh, all of these uh, candidates and uh, those that want to be endorsed by us. We we go even further to make sure that they are the right people, at least according to the standards that we've identified. But, you know, we've we've got a good slate 
uh, right now, we've got a good slate of people. And uh, I am excited about uh, the 2024 election because I think that we've got uh, good people. And I think that the environment is going to be ready for a, a significant change as someone that will bring about change in our economy, change in our security, uh, change in a number of things. So I'm excited about that. And I think the one that I would say is probably not yet in the race, but we may very well get in the race. Oh, we're listening. Who, who do you got? Is a former vice president, Mike Pence. Yeah, Mike Pence. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting. You know, he's come to Texas a few times. I've been to some events. Uh, you know, think very highly of him. And I do see some elements that suggest that as well. Well, we'll see. Speaking of Texas, uh, General Boykin, talk to us about this event that Family Research Council is hosting in my home city, Houston, Texas, coming up in about a week and a half on Saturday, June the 3rd. I know the, the event is primarily focused on pastors. Why has it been so important for Family Research Council to engage with pastors, not only at the national level, but also at the local level? Well, listen, pastors, if they're doing their job, uh, pastors can have an incredible impact on the on this nation in a positive way. And the men, you know, this is a men's conference we're going to hold down there next weekend, next Saturday. And we've got on Friday night, we've actually got a pastor's conference. And then Saturday, uh, we're going to and we're going to have a men's conference. And, and we believe, and I believe this bears out just in all the research we've done. If the men get it right, and if you get the men motivated and you get the men to the point where they are not paying attention to all the feminist criticism of them, if they get it right, this country is going to be far better off if the men do what men are called to do, what they're created to do, and we're going to bring down there, we're going to bring a special team down there. Tony Perkins and I will be speaking, and we'll have uh, a, what I consider to be uh, my battle buddy down there, and uh, that's Stu Weber, who used to be with uh, Promise Keepers, uh, Green, Green Beret in Vietnam, and we'll have uh, Bishop uh, Larry Jackson from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Larry used to be with Promise Keepers. And then uh, we've got a couple, some of the local pastors that are going to be involved in it as well. So you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss it because at the very end, we're going to do something that uh, everybody that goes to our conferences says, oh, my gosh, if I'd known you were going to do that, I would have brought fill in the blank. So we hope to see you there. Yeah, I love that pitch. I'm, I'm wondering now, you know, uh, and we will have a member of our team there. So glad that you're coming to the city of Houston. Our good friend, Greg Mott, will be the host pastor, if you will. Houston's First Baptist is the site. We'll put a link up to the event on social media, also in the chat here for that event. People can get tickets, get registered if they're interested. And uh, we'll be doing that throughout the next week and a half to make sure we got some good uh, support for our friends at Family Research Council. I see Rafael Cruz is going to be there. That's always going to be exciting. And you know, this is the site, General Boykin. We're talking with General Jerry Boykin, who serves as Executive Vice President for Family Research Council, one of the most distinguished military careers that you will ever find. Check out his bio to learn more about that. But General Boykin, this was the site, Houston's First Baptist, where they had a press conference with Senator Ted Cruz, 
when the mayor in that city tried to subpoena the sermons. I remember being there on stage. You had Greg, um, excuse me, um, Pastor Steve Riggle. You had our good friend Dave Welch, Hernan Castaño, who's going to be one of your speakers at this event. And it's yeah. not been that long. I mean, I, it's been maybe not even 10 years, but the mayor at that time had sermoned the subpoenas of pastors. A sermon, excuse me, had subpoenaed the sermons of pastors because they were talking about a proposed ordinance that dealt with or came into conflict with biblical views on the issue of sexuality and marriage, and they tried to silence them. I remember being on that stage. So Greg Mott has just been such a great anchor for that community, but the city of Houston continues to grow. Churches left and right, a lot of new people, maybe some opportunities for some folks that haven't come into contact with Family Research Council and other pastors uh, there. I I'm looking forward to you guys having a great event. Um, what's your vibe going into it? What, how are you feeling about it? I am feeling good. Let me tell you something. We have had intercessors praying over this event for uh, over a year. And uh, in fact, when I get off with you, I'm going in and get on the phone with the intercessors. And uh, we are very excited about this because we, we really do believe that uh, the Lord is going to pour out his blessings upon people in, in this uh, event. So God bless uh, Texas, and yeah. God bless Houston, and God bless all those pastors down there that are pulling this thing together for us. Well, I bet you're going to have a great event, too, because the legislative session is going to be over. Not that pastors are, you know, all that wrapped up in it. We have some that come to the Capitol. But my point is, it'll give you a chance to focus a little bit more on that event and not people, you know, thinking about, you know, I'm going to go back to Austin or whatever. And so you're going to be in good shape there. Again, we'll put it in the chat. We'll put it up on our website and uh, we'll have a member of our team at that event. And I'll be sorry to miss you. My son's taking the SAT that morning here in Austin. I'm going to be hankered or hunkered down or whatever. I'm going to be here at home taking him, picking him up and all that good stuff. And I know you are going to have a wonderful event. And General Boykin, thank you for the great work that you continue to do at Family Research Council, Tony Perkins, so many great people, a part of your team. And thank you for being such an example of not only military service, but Christian service. You mentioned it, right? You have a commander in chief, in chief like Jesus. It doesn't get any better than that. So I appreciate all the work you're doing. And we really appreciate you, General Boykin, for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be with you, Jonathan. All right. Godspeed to you, sir. Well, good. I haven't, the last time I saw General Boykin was actually an event we had in Austin several years ago. Uh, we haven't got to cross paths all that. We went a little bit deeper into the conversation because what a treat to have him on, right? To, to hear from somebody, to speak from that authority about what's going on in the military, what we need to be doing now, sort of the crossover, if you will, from him going to military service now to Christian service and, uh, and, and making a difference. There's no doubt. Listen, we only got a couple of weeks left in our session. You got to stay engaged and check out our social media sites. If you get our email, you got to check. We're probably sending stuff out every, every other day. But I've got a battle I'm involved in today. We are. That's not at the Texas Capitol. It's out northeast of Austin in Taylor, Texas. Once again, the city council, not all of them, but most of them are pushing an ordinance that we know dates back to them targeting Christians last 
Christmas in December because they wanted to have drag queens in a Christmas parade. And there was another parade that was already going that didn't include drag queens. A lot to say about that. I'll be out in Taylor today again testifying. We've really been able to push back against this and stop it two, if not three times. So we're hoping to do that again. If you're in that area, come out there before six o'clock, get registered and sign up. And we're going to be testifying against that ordinance out there. Check our website for more information on that. Listen, the legislative session's heating up. A lot of good bills have passed. We posted some videos, some highlights on that. Senate Bill 12 to ban drag queens with kids and those drag queen shows that they have with kids to also protect save women's sports in college, to ban child gender modifications, a lot of good stuff. We need your support, okay? This is the most expensive, demanding time of year for us in a two-year cycle. Make that tax-deductible donation today on our website. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.